0: Welcome to ENCO Insights, quick takes and views from experts in the energy and natural resources world. ENCO Insights is an expert network dedicated to the energy and natural resources sector. In a world of energy transition, deglobalization, and digitization, ENCO Insights curates experts to help organizations navigate the volatile pathways ahead. Today, we're talking graphite. Simon Moores, what's graphite's role in battery chemistry?
1: Graphite is the primary anode of choice. So it's the, it's the opposite side to the cathode and all those key minerals, lithium, cobalt, nickel, uh, manganese that we're familiar with. Graphite's the opposite side to the battery, and it is the biggest input uh, into lithium-ion battery by weight. And how is it produced, how is it processed to end up in a battery? And indeed, where is that done? Two routes. Graphite, you can mine naturally. Uh, in the form of flake graphite actually from the ground. Then that gets processed into what we call spherical graphite. So it's a physical milling process to turn it into these micro spheres, these micro beads that is really looks like a really fine powder, but actually it's it's a sphere. And then these spheres get coated and actually that is the that is the formation of the um, the, the kind of the key product that then goes in to make a natural graphite anode material um, in at the gigafactory. Uh, now, if you look at the synthetic anode uh, side, actually, it comes from petroleum coke. Right? It starts. It starts from the oil industry, I guess, which is a, quite an interesting twist for um, for for electric vehicles. Uh, then that that coke is is the carbon feedstock that goes into making synthetic graphite. It is basically graphitized for a long time with a lot of electricity um, to make it highly pure. Um, a highly pure form of carbon that's then crushed down and also then it's made into a synthetic graphite powder. Now you can use a natural graphite powder or synthetic a lot of the time it's blended because synthetic graphite is more expensive than natural graphite but that's the uh, the two primary routes.
0: Can you talk about where, where it is produced which companies and this is an incredibly intensive uh, as you mentioned there sort of environmentally and energetically to produce this which is why indeed graphite production has mainly migrated to China and so forth with that kind of not not in my backyard ism
1: a little bit so you know if you look at the natural graphite supply chain first uh, China mines about 70 percent of uh, flake graphite but actually it produces up to produces up to 80 percent of the natural graphite anode so very much uh, mainly because of unlike the other raw materials for batteries actually China is well endowed with natural graphite natural flake graphite deposits, and, and that's and it, it's built up its, I would say, anode position based on natural graphite. Um, now you've also got a big synthetic graphite anode um, market there for uh, just the, the, the industry for a lot of the synthetic graphite anodes um, or synthetic graphite producers in China. We're actually making um, anode rods for um, electric arc furnaces. And different, um, different furnaces to kind of melt uh, metal, right? So melt scrap metal. So that was the formation of the industry. But of course, um, then it could also be used, crushed ground down into um, fine powder for annum material as well. China dominates that supply chain as well. It's 70% of petroleum coke, the feedstock, comes from China. 70% of synthetic graphite is made in China, and 97% of synthetic graphite anode is made in China. So either way you cut it, natural or synthetic, China's absolutely dominant in this market.
0: And that is why recent announcements or from China talking about export controls around graphite have sent shockwaves through the the, the, the battery supply chain.
1: Yes. So China... Is now putting graphite in its radar as one of the key, of course, one of the key inputs into a battery. The Chinese um, authorities want to ensure that people exporting certain graphite products, especially for batteries and EVs, have to have a license. Now, it's not, um, it wasn't the, the necessarily the the biggest news that that China. It's not like a rare. Technically, on paper, it's not a rare earth moment um, from from twenty eleven, but it sent similar shockwaves through the global industry because. All of a sudden, all these people making batteries and electric vehicles that haven't invested in any form of graphite supply chain have realized how dominant um, China is in this space. And if the Chinese want to, they can uh, turn the tap off. So even though there's been no disruptions yet, and we don't foresee there being massive disruption uh, in the short to medium term, Uh, the alarm bells are uh, are massively ringing, and I think that's, for the first time, graphite's been ignored for 10 years of this global battery arms race, and for the first time, everyone's talking about graphite.
0: And how is graphite priced?
1: Private contracts between buyers and sellers. Benchmark makes um, publishes uh, weekly and monthly graphite prices from synthetic to natural to the feedstocks to the anode material. Um, but it's, it's much like lithium was, um, still is to a certain extent, but was uh, five years ago. Graphite is exactly the same. You, you produce it, you do a private contract for the people you're, you're uh, selling it to. And um, so it's very old school in, in that perspective.
0: Well, Simon Moores, CEO and founder of Benchmark Minerals Intelligence. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Paul. The Enco Insights podcast is published by Enco Insights, a curated expert network for the energy and natural resources sector. For more information on Enco Insights, go to www.encoinsights.com. Enco Insights is a member of HC Group. No part of this podcast can be reproduced or copied without the permission of Enco Insights. All rights reserved.